Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live, Lauren? We're live, Dr. Cohen. We're live with Gross Anatomy, Lauren? We're live with Gross Anatomy podcast, where we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning books, TV, movies, and the world around us, all different kinds of entertainment. Love it. And who are you? Lauren Taylor. And you are? Dr. Jason Cohen. Yep. And here we are. And your plant looks like it's still alive in the corner behind you. It's good to see. Yeah. Always nice to see that plant. That's what we see these days. And you look like Movember is here. Movember's here. I got my Movember goatee this time. Yeah. And you know what's a little upsetting? Although I'm over it now, but it's pretty white. It's a pretty white goatee at this point in my life. I And you know why it's white? Three daughters. That is why it's white. <laughs> yeah. But it looks good. Thank you, Lauren. What does your wife say about your half-white Movember mustache? I don't know. I'll have to ask her. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think she knows I'm ridiculous and just kind of accepts it. There you go. It's, a, it's go. for a good reason. You can talk yeah. to people about prostate cancer, testicular cancer, what they can do to prevent it, that kind of thing. That's November, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You know, I got to tell you, so it's November, men's health, um, but health in general makes us just think about health. And you just talked about two, you know, two of the male, specific male cancers, prostate and testicular. I must confess, uh, unless I'm missing some literature stuff, I don't know if there's really much we could do to prevent either of those cancers, like specifically. I don't, I don't think there is much. We're going to try to get a urologist maybe to talk to us next week to get his input on that. Um, but other than just trying to eat well and, and all of that good stuff and live well and be active, you know, all the things that prevent cancer in general and prevent heart disease in general and prevent diabetes in general, I think those are all things that everybody should do. Right. Um, I don't know if there's any specific preventions for those two cancers. No, I mean, I guess all cancers or a lot of cancers, like knowing your family history, right? If you should get checked earlier than the age recommendation, that kind of Very thing. Very good, yeah. And me, you know, I've, I've become that weird striving for plant-based guy. And I, and I truly do believe, although I'm probably going to get hit with both those cancers tomorrow, God forbid, but I do believe that trying to be as plant-based as possible, that might be something that helps prevent cancer, maybe, or at least, or at least fight the cancer better or help, help prevent it from spreading better. And I, and I believe that, you know, based on the book, the China study that, that I was first turned on to by the pulmonologist, uh, Dr. Roy Artal told me about it, that that discusses these two groups. And I think we've discussed it in our podcast. Um, These two groups of rats, both given toxin that is known to cause cancer um, and both fed different diets, one a regular animal-based protein diet and one a pure plant-based diet. And the ones that got the animal protein-based diet, all of those got the cancer. And the ones that got the plant-based diet, none of those got the cancer. 
And then they looked at the ones that did get the cancer, and then they split those up into half and half, ones that stayed on the animal diet, and they switched half to the plant-based diet. And the plant-based diet, animal rats continued to live, and their tumors, I, I don't know, so much regressed, but but the animal protein diet died. They all died from their tumors. And I think, you know, that's just one study from the China study, but there's been a lot of either anecdotal and real evidence now about the, the health benefits of being plant-based. Right. And I am, since I've been a vegetarian for like 20 years for like most of my life, I can't, I wish that they would do studies on like, what is the impossible burger and like all this like fake meat that I eat. I'm, I do think that the way I live, I, I like being a vegetarian, but I am curious to know what effects like these fake meats have on me. That I know, I, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Well, that's like the TV show we watched um, that we both enjoyed, that I finally finished, uh, Utopia. Yeah, exactly. Which is interesting. Utopia. It's so interesting how timely, how timely Utopia was. It's crazy how timely it was, right? I know. I think it suffered because of that. Like nobody wanted to watch it because it was too much. Probably. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But did uh, you see the trailer for? I'm totally segueing. There was a trailer for this COVID movie. Did you see that one? No. Kind of. It, it kind of looks. Actually, you know, I don't like horror movies. You and I know that. We both don't like horror movies. But I did like the movie Legend or I Am Legend with Will right. Smith, right. right? So this is kind of like, a, feels like that movie a little bit. And it's by the same people, I think, who, who did a lot of those horror movies. And it's about, you know, the next stage of the virus, COVID. And I think it's COVID-23 in, in this movie. I saw a trailer of it. And it looks... It, it looks really interesting and good and scary how almost real it is about quarantining and staying inside and da 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 da, da. So I recommend, I'll, I'll shoot you the trailer. Um, I don't know when it comes out, but I'll shoot you the trailer. I think it's a real movie and not just a funny thing. It, it looks like it's a real movie. Uh, speaking of yeah. quarantine, we had talked about um, what Sweden was doing and like how they were basically just letting people be socially together and have gatherings and they weren't calling it like the herd immunity, but everyone was like, this is herd immunity. It's not going to work. Apparently it didn't work. And now they're limiting gatherings to eight people. And um, they were hoping by May that like 40% of the population would already have this immunity, but it's only like 15% of the population and they have more, more higher mortality rates, higher hospitalizations. Mm. So that does not seem to be working because we did a podcast about it just like briefly about what the theories were. And that was back yeah. when nobody knew anything. So it was hard to like really judge Sweden. It didn't seem right. It seemed like you should wear your mask. But I was like, well, I don't know. We didn't know how long. Still, people don't know how long immunity lasts once you catch right. it. Right. No. Right. So everyone is dead in Sweden now? No, I was just I was looking at it because I was like, we had talked about that. And apparently, I think in California, what are gatherings limited to like six people now? Sweden, it's I don't eight. Know. I, don't, I can't even keep up with the rules anymore. They're shutting it. We're shutting down again, I think. We're shutting yeah, down again. We have again. a 10 o'clock curfew. <laughs> I don't know. In LA, I felt like we already had all these rules. So it's kind of disheartening. But I guess keep at it, everyone. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. This week, I uh, this and last week, I'm seeing a lot of patients in the hospital with this weird stomach intestinal thing, oh, no. um, like a get like a food poisoning kind of thing, a gastroenteritis, and they're sending off you know tests. You know they actually send their poop stool studies 
to kind of test it for bacteria, for viruses, for this and that, and nothing is growing out. And I'm wondering, could it be a form of COVID in now affecting gastrointestines? And the answer is, and I've been talking to some of the doctors about it, and the answer is maybe. Um, there's no real easy way to test for it. In, there are some tests. I don't think we at this hospital here have that. Um, or like a test to see if they've had it before? Right, or? to see okay. if, if their poop tests positive for it. Okay. I, and I don't know if, if it's developed yet or, or how widespread it is or how easy it is to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just something that I'm wondering, like, because we can't really, these people are getting better kind of a little, they're not getting sick like the horrible, you know, uh, COVID patients, you know, that, that we talk about, but there's this weird stomach intestinal flu kind of thing. Like, and uh, what are they like vomiting? Like, is it like a it's vomiting? It's, it's mostly diarrhea. It's a combination of nausea, vomiting, abdominal distension and diarrhea hmm. and abdominal pain and stomach pain. See, I don't really, yeah, I guess the symptoms always seem to be growing. So I don't know. I didn't know until we had um, the optometrist on that uh, that pink eye was a, another symptom of COVID. I feel like there's all these symptoms. I think, the, you know, theoretically it could, it could be, uh, who knows, it could be anywhere. But there's mm-hmm. that's the thing about it. There's still so much we're learning and, and so much we're still finding out. But it's, um, so it's interesting like a- in the news – the vaccines, you know, that they, they're talking about, but we'll see. So no information at your hospital about vaccines or how they would be implemented, anything like that? Since I guess apparently they have like one that they say is 95%. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't, it's hard to say, you know, and hopefully they're going to start rolling it out soon, but who knows who's going to take it and how quickly that's going to happen. And I just didn't it, know if they just, already have plans in place. I'm like, I, I mean, they I guess, may, but yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm not at that pay grade to find out that stuff. Oh, uh, I figure you'll let our listeners know and that you'll know beforehand because you treat at-risk patients all the time. Patients with yeah, patients. I may know before other people, but I I haven't heard yet the plan. And and interestingly, in our pre-med program that we run, we did have the the one of the heads of the infectious disease and epidemiology talk to our students, and he didn't um, impressive guy, amazing guy, but he didn't. He didn't allude. We, we kind of skirted around that a little bit, but didn't didn't mm-hmm. yet. It doesn't sound like there's a plan in place, or if there is, again, I think it's still being formulated. Right. Yeah. Nobody still knows how to talk about COVID. It seems like. Right. But interestingly, supposedly, flu is down com- significantly, and I don't know if it's just because we get flu shots or because everybody's masking and washing their hands. So it's really interesting how so far. We're not seeing a ton of flu like we have in the past. And it may be, you know, to some degree, you know, I don't know if masking is going to be around forever, but I think it will be. I think it's a thing forever, you know, whether it's mandated or people are just, when they go out, they may put a mask on when they go to certain places. But I think, I I think one thing we're realizing is, is we really can limit the spread of diseases if we Mm -hmm. um, either don't go out when we're sick and wash our hands really well. I think masking is an extra level of stuff, but that may may or may not help, especially if people do go out when they're sick, you know, um, but it's interesting. No, I think now that you're saying that, yeah, I keep waiting for all of this to go away and we can go back to normal, but I don't think, I think every time I fly on a plane now, I'll wear a mask. 
Why yeah. wouldn't I? And I'm dreading the thought of flying on a plane. Although I have already once flown on a plane. It's it's so unpleasant. Right. So you just sit there with your mask and try to go to sleep. A mask and a shield. I had a shield too. Oh, and I and just I don't know. But but my wife and kid one of my kids wore the shield, the other didn't. But but we were super compulsive about hand washing and purelling, mm-hmm. which I think is important. You know, people yeah, sneeze. I all the think time. that's why the flu would be going down, which also kills thousands of people every year. So yeah, that's a silver lining. We'll take what we can get. Right. Exactly. Nice. Well, um, what else, Doctor Cohen? I feel like you got what else? brain of yours rolling around, ready to come out in the podcast for men's health. Men's health. Another part that they added to it this year, um, I feel like last year, maybe a few years ago, they added um, mental wellness to November because men Ah. have the high suicide rate and it keeps Mm. growing every year. And this year's just probably going to be worse with everything going on. So Mm. they've added mental health in a few years ago, I think. And then this year they added movement, which I thought you, you're a great proponent of that. Yeah. And, and I think movement is part of mental health. You know, I, I think it all, as well as wellness, I think it all goes together. And, you know, you posted that picture of me. You should post the picture of me with the mustache soup next to a picture of me with a goatee. And I don't know if you notice. So I definitely look older and more tired, but I, but I, I think I look more fit and thinner. And, and it was right around that time when I kind of had the epiphany that I'm getting older, stuff, stuff, more and more stuff is going to be coming at me, whether it's cancers or injuries or accidents or just life. Stuff is coming for us. You know, we all know that at some point something's coming for us. And I just kind of figured two things. One, I want to be as prepared and ready for that as possible so that whatever it is, hopefully I could heal from it or recover from it better or try to delay it or prolong it. That was one thought. And then the other thought that I had was, I looked around at my real successful friend or the friends who I viewed as really successful and they all incorporated fitness into their, and diet into their lives. They, they were guys who were, and women, who really made working out and eating right part of their lives. And I, and I kind of, I just had this epiphany that, that, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to wake up one day and say I'm ready. It just, you got to do it. You got, and I just realized I got to start moving ideally every day. I strive to do it every day. I settle for five to six days a week, but I strive to do it every day. And that's why I also became plant-based and, and I try to eat better too, but certainly, you know, I try to strive for plant-based. I still eat too much, unfortunately but I justify it by the fact that I, I try to work it out. Right. No, I think movement's great for mental health too, because according to the CDC, 48,000 Americans take their lives each year with 75% being men. So that's why they so have upsetting. November had to be a, you know, mental health for so men. Upsetting. And, and it's rising in kids too. It's so sad. I know. It's so really November sad. has the goal of reducing the suicide rate among men, 25% by 2030. And one way they do it is through move and they're challenging people to walk or run 60 miles over 30 days, one for each of the 60 men lost each day globally to suicide. So how many miles? 
16 miles over 30 days. So I guess technically you were started like November 1st and then one. So it's like you think of 60 men are lost each day globally to suicide. I, I, I average about three to four miles a day a week. So, so I'm doing it. You're doing it. I got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still don't, I, yeah, I guess with everything going on, I still don't think we talk about suicide enough, I guess, because people don't know how to talk about it. I don't know how to talk about it. I'm not no, a mental excuse- health expert, but I wish we had more people on the, the news that were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could shoot to try to get some, strive to try to get some mental health people uh, on to talk to us. But yeah, no, it's, it's frightening and it scares me. And, and, you know, certainly you hear about someone who you know who's taken their life or tried to take their life and mm-hmm. it really frightens me. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to, they- one thing I try to do with my kids every day, they probably think I'm the most annoying person in the world. I send the, I send the, I try to send the family text every morning saying, I heard it from a Ted talk. You know, I get a lot of my stuff inspiration from Ted talks, although I haven't watched any lately, but um, one thing is, is um, I say, today's going to be a great day. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I say either a great day, an awesome day, or an amazing day. I say every day in a text. And then I try to give some kind of inspirational something, you know, try to do something wacky, go out of your comfort zone, walk, move, get out, enjoy the... And, and, I, and I think that helps, you know, yeah. to some degree, just kind of um, believing it, it, saying it enough makes you believe in it. And, and there's some, there's something to that, I think. And, and, and I hope it helped. I hope my kids appreciate it and like it rather than get sick. Oh, dad, you're so annoying. Who knows? They probably think, Oh dad, you're so annoying, but hopefully somewhere in the back of their brains, it it hits home. I bet it's stuck in the back of their brain somewhere. I hope so. I think So. so. Um, so yeah, so testicular cancer, prostate cancer, mental health, movement, those are all the points of November. And I think the other part of, um, men's health is making sure your partner is happy because if your partner's happy, then you, the man are happy too. (laughs) So strive to do that also. Yeah. And if you're single, that's cool too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Then make your plants or pets happy. Yep. There you go. Because there is something to that, you know, caring for something also kind of helps make you feel good, whether it's a pet or a plant or, you know, even a business, you know, caring for something puts meaning in your own life. Yeah, that's a good point. If you can help any small businesses, you know, by going to them, buying something from them, that can make you, that makes me feel good. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So that was a good gross anatomy, eh? Yes. It was. So thanks for listening to our Men's Health Gross Anatomy. Anything else you're watching that you want our viewers to know? Something uplifting? No. I want to keep it a secret for our next episode. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Hope to see you soon. Stay safe in November. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.